Well, I'm with my friend Mark Coffey. Uh, Mark, you're a missionary serving the Lord, been serving the Lord a long time. Why don't you share a, something about your family and where you serve? Well, um, uh, Amy and I, we're missionaries to the country of South Africa. We've been there since 2013. Hold on for a second. Can you do the redo the start? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I think I got it now. All right. Ready? You go ahead. Well, I'm with my friend uh, Mark Coffey. He's been a missionary for many years. Uh, Mark, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us where you're serving? Well, my my wife Amy and I, we are missionaries of the country of South Africa. Uh, we landed there in June of 2013, so we just passed our 10-year mark. And uh, we went with five children, and now we're down to just one there on the field with us. So uh, we're uh, thankful for our children, but we, um, you know, going from five to one was definitely a drastic change. Now, prior to South Africa, you were also a missionary where? Yes, when my wife and I were married, uh, we went immediately to Peru, South America. So we were missionaries there for five years. Amen. All right. Uh, Mark, it's a, a joy having you today, and so that our friends that are watching this and can know you more, they probably already know you, but uh, for those who would like to know you a little bit more, how about you tell us some of the different ministries? You serve with a missionary team there, and so tell us some of the different ministries that God has in South Africa. Well, we landed in 2013, and when we landed, we started language school, uh, learning the Khalsa language, and uh, we did that for two years, and then after that, we had an opportunity to start our first church. New Life Baptist Church, uh, which we started with one of the young preachers, Sipa Bonga, and uh, he worked as my assistant, and we and uh, we started that church. And then from that church, the Lord's blessed, and we've sent uh, two guys out. Uh, Kona Noamba started in Kamsa Baptist Church, and then um, Vumaduano Johnson he left to start Lighthouse Baptist Church, and on uh, Pastor Sipa branched out as well, and uh, he's pastoring both New Life Baptist Church now and Vision Baptist Church. All right, Amen, and. Uh, uh, there's a camp ministry, and yes. uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the camp ministry? Well, in 2017, we uh, had a burden to to start a camp ministry, so we came back to the states during our furlough and raised the money to start Camp Rhino Christian Camping Training Center. And we started in October, or I'm sorry, we bought the property in October 2018, had our first camp in December that same year, and then since then, we've probably seen over 300 young people come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Praise the Lord! And uh, from that ministry. Just because of the space, and we had uh, some young people in our churches that were, were struggling in their home life. Uh, we had one kid; his mom passed away, and he was just bouncing around the township in the different houses, feeding people's animals, just whatever he could do to um, feed himself. And uh, we brought him onto the property because we had space, and we weren't really planning on starting any kind of children's home or youth home. But God just kind of opened those doors, and naturally, just from our churches, uh, we. We now have uh, four teenagers that are living on campus, and then also uh, two 11-year-old twins. Uh, I first said, hey, we're just going to keep it to the older teenagers, and then the Lord brought in these two 11-year-old uh, boys. So uh, we bought the property right next to our camp property. We have 20 acres of property for Camp Rhino, and just the, the property right next to us opened up, uh, and that was 22 acres, and it had a four-bedroom home. So we're using that right now for the boys side of that. Uh, the youth home uh, and children's home and then also uh, we have some of, the, um, some of the camp facilities we're using for the girls right now. Amen. So usually when someone thinks of Africa they think of animals mm -hmm. uh, specifically snakes, right? Right. And so uh, do you have any snake stories for us? Well, there at the camp uh, we've experienced three uh, speeding cobras oh so far. Goodness. And uh, that was it, what it was kind of a funny story. We, we had one 
one of our, our uh, missionary teachers, he was teaching one of the Bible college classes, uh, Mr. James Wyatt. And when he was teaching, he had the side door open. And uh, as as they were finishing up class, Speeding Cobra came in that door. Oh, my Just goodness. right. At, and they were like at a round table. They probably had eight or nine students, plus he was teaching just uh, at the head of the table. And I can tell you that room cleared very rapidly <laughs> out the <laughs> other door. Uh, so uh, we've since then we found two other uh, Speeding Cobras. And we had one. We had I had a girl come in to, to paint our entrance sign for Camp Rhino. And she sent me a video. She said, is this a cobra? And I was like, oh, yes, stay away from it. Um, and I would tell you, there's one at the youth home. Uh, I got a call and the guy said, you know, I, I hear a puffing sound. And I think it's a snake. And I came out there, and it was the largest puff adder I had ever seen. And it was probably that big around. Like oh it, it, larger than my arm. Uh, so... You know, when we have snakes, we do them right. Uh, we have the right kind of snakes there. But uh, thankfully, no incidences as far as anyone getting bitten or oh, praise the Lord for that. Just, just scared for the All most right. part. How about you give us a, uh, a funny story, something that's happened uh, in the ministry there? We, uh, you know, there's. Uh, I have an opportunity. Of course, I serve as the uh, Africa field representative, and one. I was thinking. I'm trying to think of uh, some funny stories, and one of the funny stories I was there. In, uh, in Burkina Faso and when I was uh, teaching there uh, all of a sudden I was at uh, Dallas Brown's church one of his churches and w- while I was teaching it was like an outside door and the two boys on the very front row uh, they completely fell out as far as asleep <laughs> and as I was preaching they face planted right there <laughs> in the middle of the ground right in front of everybody uh, so as you're trying to keep your composure, as I think of other fields, uh, that was that was maybe one of the uh, lively message fun. you were preaching on. Yeah, I, I could, you know, I felt sorry for the kids. I'm sorry I, I bored you guys to death so bad. Uh, but but that was a story. I can remember one time when I was at our church that we're working in now, Lighthouse Baptist Church, and I usually at, at the beginning of the services and uh, even during some of the services, I usually sit in the back. That way we have visitors come in. I'm there to greet them and and, and, and just kind of take care of any problems. And one day I was sitting um, up against the, the back post of the church. And while I was sitting there, you know, I, I felt like a, like a, like something was crawling in my hair. And I reached back and I come and my hand was full of ants. Oh my and what had happened is there was an ant infestation in the church <laughs> and it had crawled up and it was, oh the ants were goodness. going completely down my back so I'm like I'm sitting there you know like what I'm like starting to move and and then answer like down my legs oh my goodness so I'm running I run out of the church and I call my wife and I'm like in the front of the church stripping just trying to get rid of my clothes get rid of these ants so you know we've had some pretty crazy stuff happen that was I'm I'm very careful when I go to church now anytime I sit in the back I'm, I'm, I'm always looking for ants and we did get some ant killer to take care of those problems. All right, let me ask you a question. Maybe uh, switch gears a little bit. Um, there is a lot of of AIDS, HIV. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you minister, knowing that many people probably have it, and yet not have a fear 
of, right. of being there because I know maybe many of our listeners will probably think, man, I couldn't go there. Or what if I caught it? Or yeah. So how do you continue ministering without that fear? You know, truthfully, we just we don't think about it very much. Uh, South Africa does have the highest uh, rates of HIV in the world, I believe. You know, I think they compete with some a few other countries that, and say so the numbers may switch back and forth. But truthfully, we don't um, we don't worry about it. We don't even think about it very much. We do have our the death rate. Uh, the the minimum age, or I guess the minimum age of, um, I'm not sure how you say that, uh, the death rate there in South Africa is pretty low. And that a lot of that has to do with HIV. And what, what will happen most of the time, people will say they died of tuberculosis or they died of meningitis or something like that. And what had happened is the HIV killed their immune system and they died of something else. Um, but, you know, we... You know, it's it's for the most part just sexually transmitted disease. Unless you're around blood, unless you're, it's very unlikely uh, that you would get it. Uh, and you know, I, I believe as long as I believe we're safe as long as God wants us to be safe. Mm-hmm. So we just don't worry about those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just keep our mind on the work and we try to care for people and love people. Uh, more than HIV and stuff is like kids walking around with snot in their nose. That bothers me more than either. I'm just like, uh, <laughs> like Amy, Amy, take care of this. Uh, so I'm, I'm worried more about snotty nose kids than I am HIV. All right. Uh, in closing, Mark, let me ask you, uh, maybe some of our friends that are watching this are considering missions. Uh, so maybe give them a challenge to missions in general mm-hmm. and uh, towards South Africa. You know, I was just talking to uh, uh, a young guy yesterday, and he was talking about, you know, I'm just kind of indecisive. And I said, you know, for me in my mind, the, the, Jesus has given us a command to get the gospel message to every creature. Mm-hmm. And I think the world's population is close to 8 billion mm-hmm. people. And they say that over half of the world's population have never heard a clear presentation of the gospel. As I think about and I think about the command that our king has given us, I'm like, our default mode should be set on to go to the foreign field. And I say the foreign field because I'm not I know there's a lot of lost people in America still. But I would say I would venture to say it'd be very difficult for someone to say that they were not within the reach of the of a gospel preacher. So many places around the foreign field. Uh, on, on the mission field, can you know we can't say there's a gospel preacher there, right. and we would love to see a, a, a gospel preaching church for every fifty thousand people, right. but we that's we're not even close to those numbers. So we, you know, I'm forty seven years old. And I feel like my life is just flown by. I feel like I just graduated from high school. And I know the next 20 years is going to fly by. And I don't want to waste my life on things that don't matter. We have to be focused on living for eternity. We have to be focused on getting the gospel message that people never heard. Amen. Well, dear friends, I appreciate you taking the time to listen. Mark, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. uh, God bless all of you.